Frank, it is update season, but not iOS or Android. It's time for some new IDEs. Ooh, the scariest time of the year. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I love all the new features that come in with IDEs. And you're right. It's, I think we should call it preview season because that's what they call them now. And we're talking about Visual Studio in particular. So if you don't use Visual Studio, sorry, it's going to be kind of a Visual Studio episode. It's okay. If you're a .NET developer, you might be developing on Mac or Windows. There's a whole bunch of new goodies. And I just installed Frank Mojave. Mojave. Are you dark moding? I'm dark moding. You know, I switched to it as kind of a joke because usually I only last in dark modes for a short amount of time. But this one's got me. I have no interest in switching back to bright mode. And I sometimes I go to a computer that's on bright mode. I'm just like, oh, ow, the brightness. <laughs> I put a, I put so so I did Visual Studio for Mac in the dark theme with dark Mojave. Uh, and I was talking to a coworker because they I was creating the slide deck. I'm like, are you going to put like a new version of uh, Visual Studio for Mac in your screenshot? And I go, it's already there. And they're like, what? No, that, that, what's that light theme? I don't know what that is. So I had to change it to dark theme <laughs> just so they knew it was like a newer version of Visual Studio for Mac and on Mojave. I go, look, it's all brand new. Uh, and then on Windows, they have a new dark theme too, like Windows wide, but it's like really dark. It's like really dark. It's like too is it dark. really dark. Oh, yeah. I think I've always liked Windows because they've kept it pretty dark ever since Windows 8. They went to the dark side. And so I've actually always enjoyed the styling of Windows. Yeah, I like the little accents that they do, and I do a theme, and it kind of carries throughout. And even the bar on the bottom has always been relatively, it, it is darker. Yeah. The window, right? The file browser, they have a new That's dark what I was, file I browser. But uh-huh. I'm, I've never been against it because it's like hues of blues and grays already, where it's not like a flat white, where a lot of uh, applications often are just very strong light color. Uh, but, you know, both IDEs have drastic changes, too. So there's updates for Visual Studio for Mac 2019 and also Visual Studio 2019 on Windows. I think it's mm-hmm. actually Visual Studio 2019 and Visual Studio 2019 for Mac. I think those are the official names. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? One runs on Mac and one runs on Windows. <laughs> exactly. There's new themes. I mean, there's new themes for both PC and Windows. But those aren't probably the most exciting changes. I mean, no. uh, no. what are you most excited for? Because you're using Mac every single day, right? (laughs) Well, we'll jump to that. But I have to ask a critical question first because I'm not a full-time Windows user. Can MS Paint get into dark mode now too? That's a good question. Um, Let me type this in. Themes. You go into Ah, themes and related settings. (laughs) And then I'm going to have to support this in my apps. (laughs) Um, there's like themes, save themes, background, colors. This weekend, James <laughs> searches the web. Well, says, well, we'll table that for now. <laughs> all right. Now there's choose a default app mode. Now you want paint? Is that what you said? <laughs> paint, no. of course. The no, classic Windows app. There's not. It's just normal theme. I think it's UWP applications will appropriately respond sure. to that. But... Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Yeah, no. Although when I open up, wow, when I open up File Explorer, like pretty dark. It's pretty, Super dark. Uh, <laughs> I can't even cool. find the top of it. Oh, man. Um, 
Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Well, that's fun. Uh, back to Visual Studio. So <laughs> the Detour. biggest feature, yeah, detours. <laughs> I'm just always interested in dark modes. Uh, big new feature, James. I don't know if you saw this one coming, but they're changing the text editor, the code editor, namely in this case, the C Sharp code editor. And it's pretty glorious. Do you know anything about it? I do know all about it. Almost too much inside baseball to be <laughs> yeah. fair to even talk about it. However, I will put in the show notes a link. I believe now for the first time, Preview 3 had just come out. And that was like the first time that people in the public got their hands on it. And you just turn it on with a checkbox and it yeah. lights up. So it, it works really, really well because I've turned it on. I flipped it on. I played around with it. Um, and from what I've seen, seems to be a pretty cool improvement because there's a lot of other things. Not only is just a new editor, but there's also like new IntelliSense and there's mm -hmm. new adornments, like little things that pop up, like the wrench that have been popping up and showing up. And uh, they all sort of come together, it seems like. And maybe that's a true statement. Maybe it's not. Yeah, um, this is a pretty big topic, but I just want to talk about this text editor because I've been using uh, MonoDevelop, which became Xamarin Studio, which became Visual Studio for Mac over many years. And I've gone through all the text editor bugs that you can possibly ever imagine. Um, uh, Visual Studio for Mac is classic because it's had this um, really powerful text editor. Honestly, I've looked through the source code many times. As someone who's written an IDE, I've <laughs> thought quite a bit about text editors and that stuff. And it was a beautiful model. Uh, the trick was it was using GDK, which is a Linux UI library on Mac. And it works, totally works. We've been using it for years, um, but we just weren't getting the performance. And it feels like this new text editor is very performance focused. Is that the vibe you've been getting? Yeah, the number one thing that, so I work really close with the PM team. Now, the Visual Studio for Mac team is not the Xamarin team, although there are a lot of people <laughs> from Xamarin that are on that sure. team. It's a natural progression. <laughs> However, they are two separate teams. That is something to be very clear about because Visual Studio for Mac does so much more than just Xamarin development. Now, this uh, new team and people that are working on it, I sit across and, and a lot of people are also remote. So there's a lot of people working on it. But the biggest issue that people seem to have with Visual Studio for Mac was always the typing speed and typing responsiveness, the animations that occur, and additionally, how fast the IntelliSense pops up. Those all sort of combine to be either a good experience or a bad experience. So the reason that it went into like a full rewrite, if you will, about this um, um, IDE with the code editor is that they wanted to write it natively using native Mac um, user interface controls and have a full control over it, which means that with that, you get all sorts of new, like smooth animations, better scrolling speed and more um, typing responsiveness overall, but plus a bunch of other new features that come in with kind of unifying between Mac and Windows. But that's what the promise is. <laughs> is that your experience so far? It's only the first preview publicly, so I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> preview three, the first preview. <laughs> it's confusing. 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, that has been my experience. Um, I've gotten a chance to bug someone who was working on the editor so I could ask them questions about it because I'm like, really? A code rewrite? You know, it's kind of late in the game for this. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? And so I was a little bit worried, to be honest, but then um, found out who was working on it. I was like, okay, I got confidence. <laughs> so when you talk about text editors, um, performance kind of breaks down into two areas for me. There's, as you said, there's the typing speed and then there's your IntelliSense code completion. How well does that window track? How well does that window actually help me? And I think it's the typing speed, actually, is what's been frustrating me most over the years. And it really came to the front um, with VS Code, to be honest. Uh, VS Code has amazing performance. Uh, part of that is because of the JavaScript model that literally doesn't let you block the UI thread, but otherwise it's just, you know, freshly written, um, running on a high-performance uh, web renderer. Be amazed how fast web renderers are these days. <laughs> and um, it was just impressive. And then you'd go over to Visual Studio and it always felt just a little bit clunky. Just, it didn't it didn't have the the vibrancy <laughs> of VS code and so this change as you said um, yeah they're totally um, nativeizing it is that a verb can we do that the nativeizing they're native yeah great you said it thanks <laughs> and yeah it's actually using core technologies in fact specifically core text and NS text input which enables things that I don't think we've ever had before, like Hebrew right to left, Arabic right to left, um, proper um, large script support, you know, your hiraganas, katakanas, that kind of stuff. So that's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't really speak any other languages than English. Do, do you ever use other inputs? <laughs> well, the most important input that it supports now is emoji support. So That's uh, right. <laughs> How dare I forget? <laughs> that's that's the all important emoji that that they show off uh, time and time and time again. I remember I was in a call talking about the new editor is inside baseball. And literally it was a bullet point on the slide. Not only a bullet point, but was brought up <laughs> smiling, and then had a demo. Smiling bullet point. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was like, and here is our new emoji support. And it's like, I don't know why that's important, but I guess it is. I think it comes together with what you're talking about is that. Since it uses the native macOS editing capabilities, you get all of those goodies that come with it. So yeah, the right to left support, which to me as a English speaker isn't super important. However, if I was in one of those countries where their languages are right to left and you know with bi-directional um, languages, you're going to need that. Or if you're even doing translations, you know that's super yeah. important too. <laughs> um, and, and who knows, maybe. Tomorrow, you might get a new contract where you need to develop an app that way. So to me, I thought that was really, really just nice to see that it, it wasn't just, hey, we're reading it because we need to fix this. But with that, it's going to leverage and get all of these other really important features to be really inclusive of, of everybody that um, needs to use things like right to left support um, and emoji support, too. We need to be uh, modern in 2019 and get those emojis all happening. But um, so far that I found, it seems to be a pretty, pretty buttery smooth from, from what I'm noticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. First there, preview. Oh, there's definitely still bugs, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. you can't make it sound like this thing's uh, perfect. It does a great job editing code, but it has the funniest little edge cases like the scroll bar acts a little funny, uh, bounce to scroll isn't working and that kind of stuff. And I was asking one of the devs about it. And it's like, oh, that's 
honestly, it's GDK getting in the way again. <laughs> Good old GDK, always biting us where we don't want it to. Um, um, but he promised that this effort to Macify an already Mac app, I mean, you know, just have it using more native controls, is to basically fix all of these little bugs and even get rid of um, all the real dependencies on GDK, which made me ask immediately, well, what do I write um, extensions in now? Like, what if I want to write an extension for the IDE? Am I not supposed to use GDK anymore? And they're like, you don't really want to use GDK anymore. So it's all native UIs. That's the real message I've been getting. If you want to write an extension, it's going to be a Cocoa Mac NS view, NS window concoction. <laughs> well, you know what you actually write your extensions to the IDE with? Ooh, tell me. Xamarin and forms. That is correct. I knew you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. Actually, I think that that's a great option. There is another cross-platform toolkit called XWT. Mm-hmm. But the truth is Xamarin forms is really matured. And even if it's not doing something exactly the way you want, you can override pretty much everything in it, especially with that visual support that we mentioned earlier. So I think you're actually right that if I were to write an extension, I would write it in forms. Yeah, based on what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish, there's always going to be a time where you may need to write a fully native UI. And you could use Xamarin Mac, I guess, to build an extension too. Um, or you could use you know WPF on, on Windows, or you might need UWP, or you might need a, a normal iOS application. You need to get all to those whiz-bang features. But based on what you're building, especially for IDE extensions, it's usually just like a little pop-up that does not very much. So yeah. <laughs> in that instance, you're like, oh, I might as well just uh, go ahead and, and uh, write it once and get it working everywhere. I know quite a, people, uh, quite a few people have done that uh, too and put it in the gallery, uh, which I think is uh, pretty cool. So you've seen them? I haven't seen any, you know, the truth is I don't install that many extensions into my IDE, but for some reason it's a real hang up in the back of my head. Like I want to be able to extend the IDE. I need that ability. I don't know what that is, but, but then there are awesome ones like, oh, I don't know, name a good one for me. Well, to me, there was a lot of nice ones that John Dick made. He made sort of automatic clean bin obs. He also made one that would uh, do like Android key signers, like, like the shock keys and everything that you would need every once in a while. Um, there was another one that would bring like a Skia Sharp, like previewer inside, um, inside your IDE. And then also yeah. was the another one too, like oh, a code <laughs> analyzer to say like, how much code are you sharing between each project? And to put like charts and graphs and stuff like that. So a little, little helpful ones just in general, so. Yeah, it sounds like writing those isn't going to change it all because those aren't really UI dependent. You're just mm-hmm. plugging into the command system and all of that. And so thank goodness, <laughs> those are the easiest ones to write. And um, I think for the other ones, forms is the way to go. But I asked this question and the other response, and this kind of leads into the second section I want to get into, is that uh, this new editor is backed by a lot of the same libraries and technologies built into Visual Studio itself. And those libraries have extension mechanisms, MEF. Remember MEF? Mm-hmm. And so we can start writing um, Visual Studio text editor extensions that run both on Mac and Windows mm-hmm. that just use this API. 
And that is super, super duper awesome. Because the truth is, you mostly do just want to extend the editor. It's very rare that you actually need to build big UI or anything like that. Yeah. And I we had talked about publicly, so I don't want to it's this is a you know hard topic because yeah sorry putting you in a um, weird spot here <laughs> yeah I, I you know since I work at Microsoft and on Teams so close and I push for so many features it's it, I'm definitely uh, tricky in here but I will say like we had talked about bringing like the XAML IntelliSense over from Windows over which is like an older system importing and mm-hmm. bring these different models and like what about the light bulbs and what about the editor and like what about these different mm-hmm. things well. You ideally want a single API that then breaches under the hood. So you need to sort of unify the core platforms together in some way, I would say. Um, and I think that's what their their end-all goal is, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, I would love an end-all goal of unification of extensions and this and that. But at the end of the day, there are two completely different operating systems, whether uh, that's a valid <laughs> excuse or not. Um, I know that there's you know different things like you know vs code that are able to do everything fully cross-platform because they run more on a web webby type thing so <laughs> um but i think it's a i think it's a good unifying big deal going on here because the mono developed text editor has always been based on um jeepers what's it called is it Henry factory something like that mm. um and these are the people who brought us sharp develop and mono develop they wrote it from scratch it's also the people that provide us il spy um it's the engine that powers fugit's um display of source code uh very smart people they're it's kind of like the other c sharp compiler and toolkit no one ever talks about we talk about roslyn we talk about mono um but this group has built quite impressive software and that software is what powered the text editor before so now, unfortunately, uh, we're uh, not unfortunately, but, you know, unfortunately, because things change and that's sad. But fortunately, we're switching over to um, the Visual Studio um, Roslyn based one, which is fine because it's mostly open source. I guess there's little tricky bits <laughs> that aren't open source, <laughs> but the majority of it is open source, which is super cool because that means all the work going toward Roslyn just kind of shells out to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I, you know, you want to see it, the same parts that have been battle tested and tried and true kind of on windows make their way over. So, and then in an engineering effort, right. You think that, well, that makes a lot of sense because then if they fix a bug once in one area, then it comes over right in general. So I think that's, um, it's a good, good first look and I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, they also, I think there is big changes in the editor, but at the same time, like there's a lot of other small changes. I mean, and, and mm-hmm. you know, smaller, biggest changes. I mean, to me, they they talk about in the blog post at least, and I need to go a little bit deeper. Is they've you know worked a lot on reliable Git support, so the new oh. version tracking has like been updated. I think they haven't really updated the UI for it yet, but it seems as if like they're just talking about tracking of file changes adds and removes are much more like solid across the board with newer git support um they updated all the icons and graphics the diffing is really beautiful they have really beautiful diffing of reds and greens it's very nice i i I can't remember the last time i used it but i know it didn't look that nice um so um (laughs) in general yeah i didn't know about any of this stuff um i'm 
you know, I, I was talking to Michaela and I'm like, I'm always using um, the, the version control tools within the IDE. And she's like, really? I didn't know anyone used that. I'm like, totes. I love it. <laughs> and I'm totally a command line person. I do most of my Git stuff at the command line. But, you know, you're in the IDE. Sometimes you just want to do a quick commit. It's, it's nice having all that there. But the diffing, I use that constantly. Um, I'm constantly making mistakes in my code <laughs> and having to check back against old versions and things like that. So I'm super excited to see improvements there because I haven't checked out that area yet. I'm super excited. I use those yeah. all the time. You yeah. should be. Well, you know when you're making changes, Frank, to your source code, there's one way to make sure that your application isn't struggling because you could be using an amazing tool from our good sponsor this week, Raygun. That's right, Frank. Seamless transition <laughs> into our sponsor. Beautiful. Listen, I love the Raygun, and I love that transition. <laughs> Listen, are you struggling to replicate your bugs or having performance issues in your applications, whether it's a mobile application or a website? Users are coming to you. They're reporting them manually. No. Simply plug in Raygun into any of your web or mobile applications, and it'll make it crazy simple to diagnose problems in minutes rather than hours, which means you can kiss goodbye having to dig through log files or get frustrated with bug reports and issues that their users are doing. What Raygun does is it makes your just life easier when it comes to error, crash reporting, and performance monitoring. Literally every software team can create flawless software experiences for their customers by integrating Raygun into their applications. I use Raygun into my applications so I can see my performance, how my navigation is doing, get it automatically plugged into my GitHub for my tracking, everything back, get these beautiful stack traces, and I can see my actual issues so I don't have to go through all of my Logcat stuff. It just makes it super simple. And you can try Raygun for free today by going to raygun.com slash merge conflict. That's raygun.com slash merge conflict. Pick the SDK, the tool that you want to develop for, and boom, immediately you'll start getting these bug reports back, and they'll be awesome, and it'll make your applications better because you can just spend more time fixing the bugs and not digging through those reports. So thanks to Raygun for sponsoring this episode of Merge Conflict. Thanks, Raygun. Yeah, I'm just looking th through the IDE a little bit too. And there is the version control, but like I was opening Hanselman Forms and I go like review solution. Well, I go to like log because the cool thing is <laughs> there, this is really cool thing, by the way, is when you're in there, there's source, then you see log. And then in the log, you can like go through all of the source code changes and all the files that have been modified. There's better icons. There's like proper like red and um a green outline of the code that changed. And then you can refresh that. You can search through it. Mm -hmm. You can go and say review solution and commit. And again, I think that these are newer, but I could be wrong. But like literally I go in and I'm like, hmm, what am I changing in my main activity? And I was like, oh, literally this one line of code. And it's just really nice. And you can click through it. You can add, you can remove, you can decide if you want to add different files or whatnot. It seems to be a little bit closer to what I, I want. Um, it took a lot of time for me to like wrap my head around the window side, but at least I'm glad that they're <laughs> making a commitment there because I'm, I, I don't mind command line Git, right? I think it's fine. Yeah. But when I'm just making a commit and putting everything in there, wh why do I need to go down to the command line to do that? Like make it easier for me to type in a box, hit a button done. Yeah. I, I think the only time you don't use a GUI is when the GUI is bad. <laughs> if it's a good GUI, it's, it should be faster. I mean, retyping the same command 
even for quick typists, is just kind of silly. <laughs> okay, I said it. I feel terrible now. Let's uh, let's talk about the uh, the opening screen. It's so macky. It's this tiny little window that pops up now. <laughs> if you've used Visual Studio for Mac in the past, you know usually the whole IDE comes up, but it comes up with the whole page covered in this. Um, I don't know, list of old documents, but it's the whole ID. Now it pops up in a tiny, cute little window. And it's like, what do you want to work on? And my biggest uh, appreciation here is that the new project button, a button that I unfortunately hit way too often, is giant. It used to be hidden as this like little link, and it was like, oh, hard to click. Now it's a giant button. <laughs> I prefer that so much. <laughs> Yeah, they they left intact all the you know work solutions and all the different you know, kind of different ways of opening projects, and it's the same over on Windows, by the way. So this is Ooh. not just a Mac only feature. When you open Windows for the first time, you get a big dialog that has all of your recent projects, including your pins, just like over there. The pin on a Mac is so much better, by the way. It used to be this tiny. <laughs> Bitty, tiny little star. Like, what are you doing over there? And you couldn't clear it out. <laughs> Help me. Yeah, yeah. So now it's a big pin. Same thing over on Windows. They look very similar, but a little bit different. Uh, and then the getting started. Now, Mac only has two options. Open a project or solution file or yeah. create a new one. On Windows, there's five options. <laughs> what? How could you possibly do more than two things? <laughs> so the first one is not open it is clone or checkout code wow they're just all in on this github purchase <laughs> now what i That's like about great. that is that you can just slap a url in there and it'll clone it or if you have uh, it on azure devops or github or other sources it'll with plugins you can browse them too um, that's okay. the first option. That makes it nice for a demo. That's that makes nice, it really nice. But yeah, I have OCD about project structures and where this type of thing goes and that type of thing. So I'm not sure if that one's for me. But but keep going. You're, you're okay. selling me a little. You got your <laughs> open project or solution. We know that. Uh, the third option, though, is brand new. Open a local, local folder. That's brand new. Just open a folder. Just I let like me just that. Open a folder. I like that. Mm -hmm. I do wish we had that on Mac. Uh, I tend to use VS Code for all that stuff. Uh, my editing life is split editor these days. I love VS Code. It's so good at what it does. Yeah, I really want VS, both of them, to open code and then have a great markdown editor experience so I never have to leave it. Exactly. Because so I go yeah. back and forth between the two, but I don't really need to. I just want it to be there. No. No, code does a lot of things worse. I mean, code is an amazing text editor and it's really matured into almost an IDE, but like its debugger is nothing compared to VS for Max debugger. Yeah. So you still miss those things. Yeah. The other options are create a new project, which is brand new 100% in Visual Studio 2019. The, the Mac one didn't change at all. That looks pretty much the same, but the Windows one is completely different. Like it's just all things in one big list and you like filter. So you're like, I want, Oh. a mobile app and like here they are but there's a language pick c sharp or f sharp and here's pick android and it'll just filter down i don't know if it's better or not um i'm so used to the other ones but i'm sure there's smart people working on this so they must know uh oh, it's just such a hard problem yeah. i mean i struggled forever on my file new dialog box and continuous um it's a tough 
thing to straddle having a lot of templates versus easy to choose a template Mm -hmm. uh is hierarchy better is search better is recents better and basically um after what 20 years of writing 30 years of writing ides still no one knows any of the answers to these Mm -hmm. yeah they don't they don't know i think you know at least for me I know what I need to get to. I go to mobile apps, boom, it's there. And at least those templates are the yeah. same and similar workflow. But yeah, I, I I do remember that dialogue. I did write one app in the new Visual Studio because we'll get to it at C Sharp 8. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there, it does say uh, so there, there, there is a recent project templates in there. So there is that. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate the most. I, I try to just live there. <laughs> yeah. Now, the last thing is... So there's a lot of options. There's four. The fifth option, continue without code. And it just opens up Visual Studio super crazy fast in the default state with nothing open. Boom. I love that. I love that. That's how it should just open, but <laughs> whatever. <Yeah. laughs> no, this this dialogue is good. Um, I always hated uh, waiting for all the power of Visual Studio to load up. My hope is that uh, they could refine the loading. So if I'm opening a C Sharp project, maybe don't load all that C++ mm. stuff or any of that. You know, yeah. that, that'd be super nice. I don't know if they're at that technical level yet. But any refined experience is better, to be honest. That's nice. I'm like all for it. it. It's, I, like it. I mean, it's just a stupid dialogue, but it's nice. It's refreshing. No one likes clutter. Yeah. Now, I will say on the Windows side of things, we got some niceties. IntelliCode built, built right in, um, <laughs> including all of the machine learning on your code. That's nice. Live shares built in. That's super duper cool. And they have a brand new pull request experience, which is nice to write comments and do everything. So there are some exclusive things on the Windows because those extensions and those versions of what was built in were already further along. And again, these are niceties on top of it. But I think what we talked about literally for 15 to 20 minutes on the new editor is like super crazy nice, right? And to me, that's really, really important because Windows has already had that. And then they had Rosin for a long time. (laughs) And then they had the analyzers for a long time. And they had all the adornments. So it's this bringing it all together. I think over time, you're going to see hopefully them even come even more. So when there is a new feature like IntelliCode, just everybody gets it. I hope. Yeah. I, I remember when the Visual Studio editor got its rewrite. They rewrote mm-hmm. it to work on WPF. And that was a big deal because it wasn't too fast at first. <laughs> it took them a few versions uh, to get it fast. And so hopefully on the Mac side, it won't be that bad because it's already a refined code base coming over. So it's mm-hmm. just a matter of fixing bugs more than anything else. Like it should already be pretty fast and all that stuff. Um, but this is definitely... I'm going to remember this version as the one that works, uh, that got the new editor. It's the new editor (laughs) version. But uh, a bigger deal for me is that it actually has better .NET Core support. Mm. And this is a big deal for me because I'm a weirdo and installed .NET Core 3. And I did that because I desperately love C Sharp 8 and I want to use C Sharp 8 everywhere. And, oh, Lordy, (laughs) uh, Visual Studio for Mac 2017 does not like you having a preview build of .NET Mm -hmm. Core on your machine. (laughs) And the debugger would break, this would break, that would break, all the things would break. But the new Preview 3 is much happier with um, .NET Core. Specifically, it obeys the global.json file. So you can tell it which runtime to use. Mm. And that is such a relief because... Now I can use my favorite IDE and still work on .NET Core stuff, which 
unfortunately, I find myself doing a lot of these days. I just can't stop writing little websites. Yeah, I'm always impressed when I get the latest versions of like .NET Core and I'm able to mess around with it more. I was just actually porting a or creating a new WPF application. I built it on .NET Core 3 and everything worked besides the designer. So I had to go back to 2017, <laughs> but I know that it's still early. It's just release Canvas. I know they're still working on some other things here and there. And, you know, we're not too far away from a public release, at least it's only in a, a few weeks, like the first week of April. So by the time the show comes out, you know, it's been pretty timely. Like two weeks later, things are going to be coming down. There's going to be a huge event. There's a live stream that's happening and I'm going to be talking about Xamarin stuff and uh, that'll be really mm -hmm. cool. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that too. But yeah, I'm, I'm ever in, in, impressed by great IDEs. I don't know. I just really enjoy my IDE. I love sure. working in my IDE. Now, I have not played around with C Sharp 8 yet. So it sounds like you have gotten your hands on it. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan because we, we've talked about this before. The um, null reference uh, annotation you can put. You can put a little question mark on your types to kind of eradicate nulls from your code. It's something I got very used to in F sharp. And it always felt so primitive going back to C sharp where I'm like, but you don't know if it's null or not. You know, I, I felt like I was writing JavaScript code all of a sudden. That's the sensation of going from like a stronger type system to a weaker type system. It just felt like I was all of a sudden writing Python or JavaScript code all of a sudden. So I don't know. I, I just so much prefer C sharp eight. Uh, just for that feature. Plus, they've added a lot of little features, more better pattern recognition, and this cool switch uh, switch expression <laughs> that allows you to clean up a lot of nasty if code that you have in yours. Man, we're, we're, don't worry, we're, we're going to do full episodes on C Sharp Eight, I'm sure. Uh, but help me out. Um, these are all still in preview as of whenever we're recording this. What is the release schedule? Are these summertime releases, fall time releases? I always forget. For Visual Studio? Yeah. No, I mean, literally, I told you the first week in April, at least from what? For reals? Yeah, for realsies. Like fully released. Like you can go to Best Buy and buy it in a box. That's how people get IDs, right? Buy it in a <laughs> box, bro. Uh, all right as far cool. as i know don't quote me but i'm i'm on the i'm know, quoting you babe <laughs> it says don't miss the launch tuesday april 2nd 2019 all right i'm excited it's gonna be bug free in just a month <laughs> yeah i mean that's at least what i know for the now you know i would say this is i don't i don't i don't know about the the mac version of it. at least on windows the it's the RC like it's that's an RC where Mac is in preview still, you know, mm -hmm. so who knows if like those are all going to align at the same time. I'm sure they're going to be talking about uh, it or releasing new bits, but I, I believe it would be pretty hard for them to, you know, re you know, they're in preview three. So they probably want to do an RC and they want to do something else. So I'm not sure about the timeline of both of them or beyond that, but I, I imagine they'll talk about that maybe. Uh, but you can All definitely right. <laughs> sign up and I'll put a little link in the in the show notes for it um, for it. And I'm sure they'll talk about it at the event. But I literally don't know any inside baseball. Like I, I cannot confirm or or deny anything that's beyond what's on the website, you know. So there's that. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I'm just excited because it's a year of very mature products. .NET Core 3, you know, Visual Studio version 2 billion, <laughs> Max, <laughs> very mature. Yeah. So it's just, it's all basically candy at this point because the IDEs are already so good. So every new version is just like, ooh, what new candy do you have for me this year? Yeah, and you know what? I'm not sure if the, I don't, not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like, oh, there's going to be obviously, you know, the 2019 launch event. But I don't know if that has anything to do with all the other stuff. Like, is there is the new C sharp? Is that officially available? Is .NET Core available? Like, builds yeah. a month later. So I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm yeah. interested to see. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll find out. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I'm gonna find out too. I mean, I know a little bit of stuff. I can't talk about, <laughs> but I'm, I, 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 you know, I, you know, go and add the event, and you'll be good to go. But it definitely tells you a little bit about it. But. Um, pretty exciting. I mean, Hanselman's doing keynote. Julia will be keynoting as well. And there's going to be more speakers. And I know I'm live, live streaming, whatnot from it. And I'll tell you this much. I've been using the 2019 internal bits and RC bits, and I'm pretty happy um, yeah. in general. So, yeah. Uh, I, c- I can vouch for both the Windows and the Mac. I've been using both of them and they're they're good. Use them. Yeah, go do it. Okay. What? What? One more sad thing. The Mac has a terrible bug right now where there's bright green squigglies everywhere, yeah. <laughs> and they're super distracting. And James, they changed the icon to be white. Now that I'm living the Mojave dark mode lifestyle, I'm like, oh, it's bright white icon. Go away, bright white icon. <laughs> so I hope they have a dark mode icon soon. I know you don't work on the team, but put a word in for me. We we have to have Mojave icons. You know, now the question for you is, does Mac OS enable you to have different icons based on the theme that Mac OS is in? The app itself can switch out the icons. So I don't know if it's baked in for the different dark modes, but certainly the app itself can flip them out. Because mm, what would be ideal mm. is when you're using Mojave Dark theme that you get yeah. the dark icon and when you're using mojave light theme you get the light icon you know i'm pretty sure it's just one of those tilde dark mode things you put at the end of the icon name but the truth is i converted Kelka and i circuit over to mojave so long ago i don't remember <laughs> sorry everyone <laughs> well you know a little uh inside baseball between me and frank somebody got featured on the mac app store it finally happened. Finally. Hashtag finally. Uh, yeah, super cool. Kelka showed up. It has none of the artwork I prepared, none of the text I prepared. <laughs> it's all Apple. It's super fun. They put a weird picture on, like a very um, Picasso. So I'm more of a Van Gogh person. I'm like, ooh, Picasso. But okay, whatevs. So Kelka's got some cool uh, Picasso graphics, and it's featured on the store. Super fun. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. I saw it on there. You wouldn't know because it's in this work category. And then I just saw the word Kalka and I go, wait, wait a second. Because none of the app icons for any of them, they go with this weird art style, which is really, it's fun. And then I tap on it. I was like, oh, nope, there it is. And sure enough, That's there it. it was. So They had the corniest tagline. Kalka is A1. <laughs> A1. So corny. <laughs> part spreadsheet, part writing app. Kalka is A1. 
whatever you want to call it apple as long as it's featured i'm happy <laughs> yeah so we'll have Super to do fun. a uh we'll have to do an update on that at some time but i want to say congratulations i know before we thank you we get out of here um and uh while i'm updating mojave and people are updating visual studio and now they can download calca and uh yeah i tweeted about it and i'm, I'm pretty dark excited. mode calca dark mode calca <laughs> yeah so cool uh yeah and we'll have to talk about um editor themes too at some point oh, yeah. i don't think the the dark mode theme is a little drab on the vs for mac we need a little more liveliness <laughs> well i know there's there's lots of tweaks and optimizations and every little thing that everyone wants to do so i'll be interested to see how it evolves over time once the once it's in there right you just got to type fast and then then we can evolve from there so i'm, I'm excited i'm glad that <laughs> yeah. you're relatively excited and things are working besides yeah. the light theme icon but yeah very cool and, and i'm interested to see what people um are thinking too you can definitely reach out to us on twitter on, on merchconflict.fm let us know or you know, email the the visual studio for mac team cody and syed i'm sure they'll be super interested to talk to you yeah cody cody's begging for uh feedback so give it to him <laughs> poor guy he must be hearing from everyone <laughs> oh yeah is there anything else that you want to talk about about these new editors or just looking forward to them or that miss any nah, topic. Nah, I'm just excited. I just wanted to talk about them. I, you know me, I'm so impatient. Just anytime someone's like, hey, we're doing a change for performance. And I'm like, you had my attention at performance. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That joke didn't work, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome, buddy. Well, well, thank you for showing and talking through some of the new features. Because honestly, I, I spend most of my time on Windows. So I, I'm excited. Uh, you're excited about it. So that's exciting to me and i'm yep, oh, yeah so well of course thanks to our sponsor raygun for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and of course feel free to reach out to us like i said go to mergeconflict.fm you can chat with us on our discord that's discord uh that's mergeconflict.fm slash discord there's a big button on our website that you can press and chat with us all throughout the day lots of conversation happening there uh, and you can tweet at us at mergeconflict.fm uh, or hit us up at James Montemagno at Proclarum. Do all the things, tap all the buttons, you know what to do. Uh, I think that's going to do it for this week's Merge Conflict. So until next time, I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Frank Krueger. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>